0: I don't know how appropriate this would be to start singing the lyrics to Long Way Down from the Goo Goo Dolls from the Twister soundtrack. I don't know. I couldn't take might, might be too soon. Maybe, maybe. Long Way Down. Don't think I can make this. I love that soundtrack. You said from the Twister game? Twister, no, Twister, the movie, the soundtrack. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman with his mullet um, was blasting it through the van ah. while they were driving. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yes. All right, I guess. uh, Yeah, you look good. I look good. We always look good, and so do our levels. All right, cool. (laughs) So I guess we're ready to go. Ready to rock and roll. All right, welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host Jeff Hall, and with me, we're going. I'll just go back to saying, always.
1: (laughs) Patrick Terry. Yes.
0: Welcome, my friend. Yes, Sir. I guess. uh, Welcome to the. I guess we are now a week into the aftermath of the storms slash tornadoes that have swept through our hometown. Well, I guess not hometown. Our town um, through Nashville, Mount Juliet, Cookville, and Putnam County. Um, thank you for everybody that reached out to, at least me. I don't know about you, but they reached out to me. because I, I guess they knew because I lived out here. Right. Um, kind of in the path. Um,
1: we had a couple people reach out you No, know, see if it was okay.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, a lot of people reached out because I called off of work, but that's mainly not because we had any damage. Knock wood. Election day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was it. Um, no, it's because uh, schools were out because of all the damage and everything. Uh, we were fortunate; we didn't have any damage. Uh, our power went out for about four hours, and uh, that's really the worst we we were, we had. Um, Storm stayed in most, or at least the tornado and all the damage kind of stayed on the north side of i-40 um so there's a lot of damage um we were just very fortunate so um and then uh 12 south shoot even by tsu you know west area and like by tsu i think got some and uh east nashville got hit pretty hard too and then of course uh cookville and putnam county also got hit so our thoughts are with all those uh people and um Hopefully, you know everybody get back up on their feet soon. One thing about one thing I've learned about living here in Nashville now for eleven years—be eleven years this Mm -hmm. November—is that whenever something happens, whenever something happens, storm or natural disaster, I guess is good way to say this city comes together like nobody's business. Right? Because May will be ten years since the flood. Yeah, and. I remember living through that, again, luckily not being in any of the areas that got affected uh, during that time.
1: Yeah, I was kind of in the middle of it. Were you? Yeah, got got off work that day. That's when I was in the medical center side. Um, they were trying to tell people to stay <coughs> at work, and I was like, oh, I think I'll be okay. Yeah. So I went home, and I was going up the hill to my house, like, the the water was like like a little river, but... Both me and my sister got home right as it was getting bad. And on the news, when we saw the interstate was flooded, um, Lighthouse Christian School, the roof was floating down. Right, yeah, yeah. It was like, wow, wow. And then our neighborhood, um, used to be Apollo Apartments. I think they changed the name, but that was flooded. Right. The parking lot, um, food line, half of it was flooded. I mean, all of Antioch Pike was just...
0: We had, uh, that was in May... <clears throat> We um this is back when my ex-wife and I were still married mm-hmm. um, and we'd only found out that she was pregnant with York two months earlier so you know, found out in March and, um he uh, anyways so we had been living in the house in that house um not even a year yeah. and at the three house there was like three or four different houses we looked at every single one of those neighborhoods got hit. Wow. like flooding bad, like real bad, like wow. boats and stuff being used to evacuate people. So we got, we got fortunate there. Yeah. Um, and that, so, uh, I was actually on, uh, light duty slash, uh, I was actually on, we, on, uh, i had an incident at work. So I was placed where I, the medical where I had to be out for, uh, a week at least, uh, medical wise, before light duty and all that. Right. Um, so I was just at home, at home, anyways, and yeah, and then trying to make it to physical therapy and stuff like that made it difficult because a lot of roads were shut down. Right. But thankfully, um, you know, the city's recovered from that and kind of boomed since then. Really, um, since the recovery, kind of came more of the it city more so and because of that we've now got condos literally everywhere and blocking the skyline but yeah. <laughs> it is what it is what happens when city grows i guess right um but yeah so this time around i think you know everybody's doing what they can to um kind of help out do their part i'll post some links uh if people want to find a way to donate or try and Find resources, you know, would like to information on resources of where to help or where they can help. Then I'll put those on our website and also on our Facebook group. So, um, so that's literally what's new with me. Other than um, my ex wife's house had was out without power for I think f- three days or four days. Yeah. So and they finally got it restored and everything's back. Um, kind of threw off our scheduling, but it's fine. We made it work. Um, obviously and oh I've been battling a science infection for four days so you know I'm doing the best I'm going to be sounding the best I'm going to sound probably (laughs) for this episode um but yeah that's really about what's new with me anything new with you brother?
1: um still (coughs) last (coughs) week I managed to do my two days in the gym yep um I was previously reading a book called I Wear the Black Hat where the author's talking about villainy different villains like public figures yeah even compares uh text batman says if he was an actual real life character would he be a hero like he is in the comics and of course he, he wouldn't he'd be a looked at as some weird crazy guy in a right. bat suit um that was a good read finished that and now I'm reading the uh, comedy film nerds uh god movie
0: so. oh sweet awesome man yay and um
1: I think that's about it I haven't had much much happen this week um uh, but this week I'll be Starting my training. Got a trainee that I'll be training this week. So. Oh, okay. At work? Yeah. At okay. Work. So, we'll see how this week goes. I
0: thought you were getting a trainer at at, at the gym. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. Step up.
1: That, probably, that would probably help out a lot, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes.
0: <laughs> the trainer not, becomes not, the trainee. Yeah, I'm not ready to die yet. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps, right? Let's yeah. Let's work on getting a regular schedule, and then we'll <laughs> right. Then we'll, <laughs> double, the, double. The, uh, the
1: extra stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, because of my, uh, me basically being knocked, you know, working and then running around uh, in the car most, you know, most of the time when I'm not at work. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. I've been having, you know, I've been kind of going uh, and I haven't, and then basically I come home, kids go to bed, I knock out on, on uh, cold medicine and then I'm back up and then going to work. So I didn't really make it to the movies. Um, instead, I, I went to, you know, instead I, I try, I really tried last night and I just couldn't fifty and 10 45 showings to start. I just, I couldn't, I was like, I can make a 10, right. maybe even 10 15, might be pushing it. But if it gets later in 10 30, it's, it's really hard for me to try and uh, push through it, push through it and think I can actually stay awake for the entire thing and have a, and have a real shot at giving, giving, um, giving a good review, and you know, so. But yeah, so I ended up watching. Since I guess we'll just kind of segue into this, um, it's my turn. Uh, I ended up watching two Netflix movies and one Hulu. It's an hour and nine minutes so. So it classifies as a documentary. Yeah, but it could have been just like one of those things shows I just put on for like an hour and just fill some time. Um, but and then so one Hulu kind of documentary thing. Yeah. Um, so we'll delve into it. I first watched uh, Spencer Confidential, which I think I've been putting a colon on and it doesn't have one. Uh, so I'll fix oh, that it's all together, all one word. Yeah, well, it's two words, but it's just, mean just no yeah, just no colon. Okay. Um, Spencer doesn't have a colon. Oh my, that's <laughs> a, a whole different kind of movie. Right. So I saw this come on. I'm like, all right, Mark Wahlberg, you know, assuming action movie. So I'm like, all right, yeah. I'll give this a whirl. This will be fun to put on, just to have on. Let's see how entertaining it is. So, the movie stars, Mark Wahlberg, um, and then the other, his co-star, I was like, I recognize this dude's somewhere. I can't figure out where it is. And so, you know, when it when that happens and it bugs me so much that it kind of takes me out of the movie, I kind of have to look it up, right. which I hate doing, but it's one of those things that bugs me, and I'm like, I I can't, I need to find out who it is, and then I'll be okay. Right? Winston Duke from Us. So, he's Big in this movie. I mean, I'm sure he's big in Us, but... Like, they. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bro, like, looks I like... Like, I
1: like from Black Panther, that big?
0: And, well, it's the same guy. I know him. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... Yeah. just huge. Which, you know, it's funny how they... In Us, how they kind of... Dressed him, you know, like a dad. Yeah. You know, and kind of made it to where he's not as big. Yeah. So, you know, good job on... Uh, costume designer on that one to make him not look as intimidating. This one, he's bro, is huge. I'm yeah. like, God dang, man. Uh, he looked like he could take over Luke Cage if, you know, because I think he might even be bigger, to be honest. Um, Alan Arkin's also in it. And uh, one of my favorite comedians who I've, you know, I was lucky enough to have met in person, mm-hmm. uh, Eliza Sch- Schlesinger. I'm it's easy to mispronounce it. She's got like four or five Netflix specials on, well, on Netflix. Yes. Highly recommend every single one of them. Absolutely hilarious. Um, she is hilarious in this. Her Boston accent's a little, it's a little much. Yeah. It's a little distracting, but she's so good in this. Like, it's hilarious. I just absolutely love her. Um Bokeem Woodbine, again, man, he's... Just popping up everywhere. Yeah. Mark Maron's in it uh, for, you know, a little cameo. And then, don't ask me how on earth I knew who this person was, but I flat, like, literally first glance, I go, is that Colleen Camp from, which is the waitress, or the maid from the movie Clue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for the Police Academy movies? It's been 30 plus... She is, you know, she looks nothing like she did then right? but yet I was still able to pick out that that was her I have no idea wow. like I've seen her one episode of House and even then I didn't believe it was her because mm-hmm. she you know she had changed so much and now I'm just like I just automatically do oh my god you know I surprised myself yeah um, the movie's directed by Peter Berg because him and Mark Wahlberg love making movies together and Peter Berg is always kind of hit and miss with me yeah um, but so this one's about it's about uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg plays uh, plays Spencer, which only gets one name. Uh, <laughs> basically, when two Boston police officers are murdered, an ex cop Spencer teams up with his no nonsense roommate Hawk to take down criminals. Hawk's a boxer, which is Winston Duke's character. He's a he's you know a new boxer, which. He doesn't look like he should be new, as right. Yeah, so I think he's uh, wanting to do like MMA, but because he, he keeps trying to kick, and he's like stop kicking, only punches. Um, Alan Arkin runs like the gym. Okay. Spencer basically is uncovering a basically trying to uncover this this uh, this drug ring or whatever going on. He suspects that the captain's involved. So he tries to approach the captain at his house. The captain gets, he sees the his captain's wife has been assaulted. Mm-hmm. So he, then he pulls him out and then starts beating the hell out of him until his partner played by Booking Woodbine pulls him off.
1: Yeah.
0: He gets charged with disturbing the peace, aggravated assault. And I forgot, or aggravated assault and, uh, on an on a police officer, I'm like, so this is where you know when like Laura house was uh asking us, you know, well, are there movies that really you know accurate to depict what you do right I'm sitting there going, well, that's not aggravated he just it's just regular so it's not aggravated he didn't right. use a weapon is like he just beat him up, really yeah, yes, he's a police officer, but he wasn't on duty, and he wasn't in you know in the act of discharging his duties, whatever you want to call it right. So. nitpicky but have to realize what I'm watching so I just let it go like I kind of chuckled at it you know like, yeah. it's whatever so he goes uh, he pretty much does everything but plead guilty to it and then he uh, serves his time five years uh, the most unlikeliest of cameos for two whole scenes possibly three is Post Malone as an inmate in this prison yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> so yeah, so when he gets out, when uh, Mark Wahlberg gets out, two police officers die, and then he starts trying to figure out why, because he finds it suspicious. You know that these are two people that were one was a really was a clean cop, really good at what he did, mm-hmm. like top notch. So it doesn't make sense how he got killed. Right. And so then the captain that he'd beat up is also killed. So you try and figure out what's, you know, why not it it eats at him. Why he dies. Right. Not that he's dead, but you know, why, why? So then he basically does like goes on his own to investigate this. Obstacles ensue. There's actually quite a bit of comedy, good action. There's great chemistry between Mark Wahlberg and Winston Duke. Alan Arkin's amazing because he's amazing and everything. Right. Um, it's just a fun. This is the perfect Netflix movie. It's sure. should have been in the theaters. I don't think it would have done real great. I think this is a great place for this movie to be. It's one that you can watch at home and rewatch again because it's just fun to watch. Yeah. It's not. I don't think it's big budget enough to even make it you know to be like hey even though we got Mark Wahlberg it's Peter Berg you know it's a good action movie yeah, but also kind of like a whodunit trying to figure it out I think Netflix is the perfect place for this or streaming if it would have come straight to Redbox I don't think enough people would watch it if that makes sense because it's going yeah because not a whole lot of people would know too much about it but I think Netflix is or at least streaming is the perfect format for this movie to come out on. I think more people will watch it by coming to streaming than they would if it had gone to theaters. Okay. If that makes sense. But it's it's pretty entertaining. I'd probably watch it again to be honest.
1: I kind of remember seeing the trailer and just what they showed in the trailer I was getting like Ant-Man vibes because some of the things that happened in Ant-Man in the beginning when he gets out of jail. Yeah. Kind of similar things happen there he gets to a big fight whatever. And I was just like I don't know if I'll watch it, but I might check it
0: out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I thought, um, <clears throat> and I thought this was, uh, I was like, is this a, uh, I was like, well, is this a, you know, movie adaptation? Mm-hmm. Which it kind of is. It's very loosely based on characters from Robert B. Parker's Spencer uh, series mystery novels. Yeah. Which I know they, I think they even did um, a couple like graphic novel interpretations of it. Like, whatever you to call it. Um, it's the fifth collaboration between Mark Wahlberg and Peter Burke. Um, following Lone Survivor, Patriot's Day, Deepwater Horizon, and Mile 22. Their second Boston-set film following Patriot's Day. Surprise, it's only two. Right. Which was perfect for that meme you sent as I just watched that movie not an hour before. Yeah, so I, I had to share it. I'm like, I got to put this on. This is like perfect promotion. When man. I
1: saw it and I shared yeah. it. I was like, I wonder if this is related to, because it kind of felt weird that I yeah. see this and then you just watch the Mark World mm-hmm. movies. So I'm like, I don't yeah. know. So yeah, I yeah. later found out,
0: I, yeah. it's great. Uh, the update from some officers confirms that Spencer for Hire Connection detective gets pulled back into the underbelly of the Boston crime world when he uncovers the truth about a sensational murder and the twisted conspiracy behind it. Despite repeated threats, Spencer takes justice in his own hands to prove no one is above the law. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, uh, yeah, I, again, I really enjoyed it. The music in it is a bit much. Like, they don't really, like, I think they turn the volume up in the music
1: mm-hmm.
0: a bit too much. It's can be a little distracting, but it's fine. it's, Again, this movie is perfect for, for Netflix. I really enjoyed it. Again, I'd probably watch it again. It's it's pretty good. So leads me to the next one that I watched on uh, that I watched on Netflix as well. It's called Fractured with a D. <laughs> it's uh, stars it stars Sam Worthington um, from uh, Terminator Salvation. The one with uh, Christian Bale in it. Okay. The McG, <laughs> which most people hate. I actually kind of have a guilty pleasure for that one. Yeah. Um, but I but fully recognizing it's definitely not their best. Um, but yeah, uh, stars Sam Worthington, Lily Rabe, who's in, I think she's been in almost every season of American Horror Story, I think. She's been in a couple other shows. And uh, Stephen Tobolowski, who everybody knows most notably from um, Groundhog Day and basically character actor of pretty much every 80s and early 90s movie, <laughs> um, has his own podcast where he has amazing stories. Anyways, um, so this one is about, a, this one's kind of, <sighs> I'm trying to figure out how I want to talk about this movie. <laughs> So, I'll give you a short synopsis here. It's a couple that start that stops at a gas station where their six- year old daughter's arm is fractured. They hurry to a hospital. Something strange is going on there. The wife and daughter go missing, which sounds like a great premise, right? Yeah? All right, I agree. Sounds like a great premise. Um, the uh, real quick, the movie is directed by Brad Anderson. Who directed Session 9 uh, from 2001. It, I saw it, but it's been a minute. The Machinist, with where Christian Bale weighed like 80 pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, Trans-Siberian, which is actually a good movie. And then uh, Next Stop Wonderland. So it's got a few uh, different things in his. Uh, and he's directed a couple episodes of uh, Titans on the DC Universe. Oh, he directed Beirut, which isn't bad. That's an okay movie. He's directed some TV. Um, but yeah, so he's directed different... Th- oh, he directed The Call. Oof, bless his heart. Um, anyways, he, so he's got some action and some thriller movies under his belt. So watching this, I'm like, okay, this is actually going to be... This is actually... Starts out pretty good. Right. Great premise. Okay, I see where they're going. But... Halfway through, I'm going, man, this really should be seen in a theater with a lot of people to kind of build the suspense, you know, have that kind of suspense. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of like trying to be a modern day sort of Hitchcock movie. Because there's other movies that are that have similar premises, 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 premise. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, uh, they have a similar premise. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> uh, most recently, I guess, Flight Plan with Jodie Foster with her daughter going missing and on the airplane and everybody's saying that she went there. Okay. Um, like, no. And they try and tell her she's crazy. And then, uh, unknown with William Neeson, who actually has a, where he's, I uh, forgot he, what he plays, but he, uh, he's away in another country. He has, he gets in a car wreck, And then his wife, I think it is, goes missing. And it turns out his wife is playing somebody else. So, it's kind of, it's a little bit, it's very Hitchcockian in its setup, and I really like it. Right. Um, critics and some audiences don't agree with me, <laughs> but I really enjoyed that one, even. I was like, oh, this turned out to be a lot better than I expected. And then most notably, it was my favorite of those type of movies is uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Lady Vanishes, where there was a lady on the train, and... Person weaves the train cart, train carriage area, mm-hmm. comes back, she's gone. And everybody she comes into contact with says they don't know where she went, doesn't know of anybody that's like that. And the movie's about them trying to find where this lady is. But there's also a lot of comedy in that movie right. mixed in. So I, I really love that movie a lot. It's like one of my favorites. Um, so this one is trying to be another one of those type of movies. <clears throat> it had me throughout 75% of the movie and then there's like one scene where they try to talk about how you know he's just seeing things that he's just being crazy blah 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 and then I'm like oh this is getting tired already you know like this part's gonna get tiring real quick Right. and then um, and then I see that I'm like alright and then it bounces back I'm like okay cool we're good we're back on track alright I like this You know, I'm still got hope for this movie. It's gonna be good. And then it ends and I'm like, Okay, cool. And then it doesn't end. Like I thought it was ending and it was done. I'm like, all right. Button on the you know, put the button on it, it's good to go. Right. No no no. Keeps going. And then they had to put in a twist, and then they have to change it, and then the movie ends, and I'm like, Well, this was just stupid. You had me through 75% of the movie. Right. And then that ending just really just irritated the hell out of me. But I actually really enjoyed it. It actually is fairly suspenseful. The plot might be tired. If you don't like those kind of movies, then it might be kind of tiring. If you like to see how things piece together or um, or if you like to find out if the hospital is a little shady and they're hiding something. Right. Because they're maybe they got something illegal going on. Or if you want to find out this dude's crazy, I would recommend watching this. It's not a bad movie. It's just a bad ending (laughs) to the movie, if that makes sense. Uh, And the acting's fine. I mean, the acting's fine. But the suspense, the way they shot it and how they built the suspense in it it was pretty good. I did enjoy that. So I would definitely – I'd watch it. I mean, you could do it. You can have it on are doing other things. Right. Maybe. I mean, as long as you pay enough attention to what's going on, I guess. Um, And then lastly, um, and I kind of more or less, to be honest, I was watching this more for our uh, more for our our, uh, friends over at the Strange South uh, podcast because I'd seen this documentary on on I'd seen this documentary on Hulu. It's called Bigfoot Girl. I'm like, is this a documentary it sounds like it's it sounds like it could be either a horror movie or right or adult movie even i don't i don't even know (laughs) but basically i mean it's a documentary it's uh it's an hour and 15 minutes long so it's a fairly short documentary it's basically after an encounter with bigfoot as a young child kiana immediately uh felt a connection with the creature she encountered with the help of fellow sasquatch X. experiencers, she sets out to Bigfoot territory, exploring secret locations with recent sightings on a quest to re-encounter the mysterious and mystical creature and find closure to the biggest questions of her life. So, this is in British Columbia. Right. So, it's in Canada. Um, they, It's funny because the scenes with her in it are my least favorite scenes. But the scenes where they have like the the uh, Native American person that is basically leading them, leading them on his hike into these cabins where he first encountered them, yeah, and uh, and a couple other people that go on this journey, the information they give on history and and even just lore and stuff like that right. is more entertaining than listening to her anything she has to say. So, which I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just it's funny that it's called Bigfoot Girl, but yet person you care well that you want to hear least from is from the, the girl the <laughs> Right. so um but it's it's got some decent information i mean it's an hour and 15 so it's not gonna you're not gonna feel like your time's wasted right they do they do try and do some reenactment stuff in it that's kind of not needed but i guess they do it to try and keep audience attention i yeah. guess i don't know um if you're interested in Bigfoot stuff, you know, like hearing First Encounter interviews and stuff like that, yeah, watch it. Why not? So, that's uh, those are the three I was able to knock out this week. All right. So, it's all you, man.
1: All righty. So, my daughter and I went to see Brahms' The Boy 2. And um, after watching that, I said, well, I need to watch the first one, because some things I just didn't... Understand, but uh, so went home. I watched. Actually, it took me a, took me. I tried to watch it Saturday, but I was having connection issues, so I watched it yesterday. Uh, but The Boy was originally released four years ago, January twenty second, twenty sixteen. That's crazy. I know. Uh, director is William Brent Bell. Uh, budget was ten million, and to date, it's made sixty four point one million. Okay. So clearly, made his money back. Uh, starring uh, Lauren Cohen, if you remember her from Walking Dead Walking or Dead, the yeah. short lived show Whiskey Cavalier. I only watched one episode. Oh, of yeah, the god. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't think it made it through his first season before it got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rupert Evans, uh, Jim Norton, Diana Hardcastle, and uh, Ben Robinson.
0: So the basics. Jim, in, Jim Norton's in this? Yeah. Okay.
1: Like Playing it. Mr. Hillshire, and Diane Hardcastle is Mrs. Hillshire. And. Um, so the basic synopsis is the Hillshires hire a nanny to care for their son, Brahms. Uh, the nanny, Greta, played by Lauren Cohen, arrives and is introduced to the boy who happens to be a doll. Okay. So at first she thinks it's like a joke, like someone's going to come out and, oh, we're just playing, that's not our real son. But later realize, no, it's this serious. This is how who they see as their son. Uh, it's been four years. So basically, a, a fire had occurred years ago. Okay. A, um, it was believed that Brahms died in that fire okay so and then this doll appears and they just kind of accept it like well this could be our son okay so, yeah as a way, I guess that's their way of dealing with Kelsey. the drama the coping yeah. mechanism um so there's a gentleman who delivers groceries for the family named Malcolm and she learns through him that's how she learns about the fire and the son, and why they accepted the doll as their son um there are rules as far as taking care of Brahms. At first, she doesn't take it seriously and doesn't follow him. Then a lot of crazy things happen. Like, Brahms, she leaves him one place. He ends up somewhere else. Maybe something's missing, like articles of clothing. And um starts to feel like she's losing her mind. So she decides, I'm going to follow these rules. And as she's following these rules, things are cool. Everything's fine. Okay. Um, while she's been here, she's been talking to her sister by phone. And um, apparently, she has an ex-boyfriend who somehow got information as to where she's at. So she does. He does eventually somehow show up. They don't show. They don't say how he gets gets in. He just kind of just walked in the house and he's there playing pool in the little pool room. All right. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's nuts. But um, she basically, I don't know. She she starts kind of like accepting the doll as a real boy. Okay. The boy ex boyfriend shows up, and uh, he can't believe that she's here, taking care of a doll. Like it's got to be a right. Dog. It's like no, it's legit. Um, like I'm fast tracking a lot of stuff because you're good, movie. yeah. And, um, so Malcolm happens to show up with um, groceries, and fast forward, ex boyfriend gets a hold of Brahms, throws it down the ground, busts his face. Ooh. Next thing you know, a lot of madness is going around the room. Yep. Someone comes out of the wall. It's a basically grown man wearing a porcelain mask. And apparently that's Brahms. Oh. So apparently he didn't die in the fire. He just decided he wanted to live in the wall and just not be there. Gotcha. And it's weird. It's weird. Okay. So there's a part where, okay, so the rules are, got to be nice to Brahms, you can't cover his face, talking about the doll. Okay. Uh, read him a bedtime story. Don't leave him alone. And the last rule is give a good night kiss. So, after this grown man Brahms comes out of the wall, Greta is able to talk to him, talk him down, say, hey, it's time to go to bed. Let's go to bed. So, she gets him in bed, <coughs> but she tells him, like, you know, I'm not going to give you a kiss goodnight because of this craziness you've been doing. You haven't earned that. But um, she had procured a weapon, stabbed him in the chest, yeah. or abdomen. It like he had supernatural powers because he pushed her literally, Yeah five feet off the ground into the wall and it's just I don't know I I didn't like this movie (laughs) I'm just gonna say I didn't like it um I mean some of the creep factor worked yeah it was cool um but if I'm gonna be a nanny for a family and I never have a doll as their son I get that they're coping but I'm out (laughs) right I'm out especially all kind of weird stuff start happening where I'm missing clothes or um I'm thinking I'm seeing somebody that might not be there, actually there, you know. Yeah. It's like, no, no, got to go. There's this no, because I, I mean, apparently she actually did lose her mind because she just accepted it and was like, yeah. And then the parents of Brahm they show them off on their little, because they left at some point to leave her there with the doll, and they pretty much killed themselves.
0: Oh, wow. Walk okay. into
1: the ocean and they just drowned. Like, I guess that was their way of breaking free of whatever what's going on I guess I, it's just I don't know I thought the move watching that one would help me kind of understand the second one but um, other than the big house they show in the second one like okay now I know why that's there um, I don't know <laughs> it's just kind of like I see why it was released in January four years ago yeah it's one of those movies that probably that would have left me kind of mad while watching um, yeah so I'll just go ahead and go to boy two. Okay. <laughs> this was released uh the twenty first of February. Uh eighty six minutes, same director, William Britt Bell. Eighty six. Eighty six minutes. Yeah. Wow. The other one was ninety seven minutes, so it was less less time than
0: Bigfoot Girl was seventy five, I'm just saying. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: this also had a ten million dollar budget and so far it's made back nineteen point five million. Of
0: course. Because horror movies can make Beckett's money easily. Easily. That first
1: week, boom. Um, starring Katie Holmes. She plays Liza. Okay. We have Owen Yeoman as Sean, her husband. Christopher Con- Convery as Jude, that's their son. And uh, Ralph Ineson as Joseph, who's the groundskeeper of the Hillshire land. Quote,
0: unquote. Not, not Hillshire Farms? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, mother and son... Liza and Jude, played by Katie Holmes and uh, Christopher okay. Convery, they're involved in a, a home invasion, and uh, this home invasion leaves them both traumatized. Okay. Uh, during the home invasion, Liza gets knocked out, and Jude is pretty much traumatized to the point that she do- he doesn't talk anymore. He writes everything down on a notepad, communicates that way. Um, so, also, she's become distant from her husband, and... You know, again, Judah's refusing to talk any normal way. So the husband decides, you know, let's get away from this house, let's move away, and their move takes them to <laughs> a guest house, which they never mentioned in the first movie. That's on the same property of the Hillshire home, and um, so during a walk in the woods, almost immediately, them going to the woods, Judah's separated from his parents. Like they have no, they they are they're, they're, they're horrible. Yeah. Right. They're like, let's stay together. And they just walk on themselves. Jude just kind of stands back and goes his own way. And uh, he just happens to see a little hand poking out of the ground. And he uncovers it. And here's little Brahms. He's been buried in the ground. Um, they, the parents eventually realize that they're not with the son. They go find him. And then they see him with the doll. Um, Mom basically asks him, Do you want to keep the doll? It's like, Yes. So, well, let's just take him home and clean him up.
0: Bad parenting.
1: So, yeah, very much so.
0: No, (laughs) if it's buried, it's buried for a reason.
1: Exactly. So they take the doll home, clean it up, and they feel like, you know, this is their son's way of coping, what's happened. He's still not talking, but he's communicating more as far as writing things down. Over time, you notice on his notepad, there's different styles of handwriting on the writing. So you know when Jude's talking, then, you know, when Brom's talking, because it's really neat. It's kind of like a weird font. Yeah. But um, a lot of weird things begin to happen and Jude's saying, it oh, it's not me, it's Brahms. So the parents are like, no, nah, you're just using this as an excuse to get away with stuff. Um, the weird thing is uh, the next day, dad's going to go to work and Jude says he wants to take a walk in the woods again. So on this walk, He's hearing voices like a little boy telling him to go this way, that way, <coughs> he comes across like a coffin like suitcase with yeah. Brahms' wardrobe, which is kind of weird, he, but uh, it's very weird, he, yeah. And then that's where they meet Joseph, who's carrying his shotgun, it's not, it's like it's loaded, but it's not locked, so he just kind of, gotcha. yeah, 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 it's, it's, yeah. And so, and um, he's telling him, like, you can't be here, you shouldn't be here, and whatnot. And they explain all oh, where the. Guy, people, the family is living in the guest
0: house does he have a red beard and look like the guy look like the groundskeeper from uh, from the Simpsons no. that's how I'm picturing him no that would you got the been. shinning. that would have been
1: very entertaining yeah, <laughs> yeah so mind the you shinning. dad's supposed to be gone to work yeah. so Joseph walks him back to the house and then dad comes running, coming out of the house and it's like at no point do they address it because I'm like dad's supposed to be at work I'm thinking how long were they actually in the woods <laughs> You know, right. if he did go to work, is he working from home? I don't know. But he comes walking out saying, you know, you know, I guess being the dad, being the man, like who's this strange man with you, you know. You think? It's like, well, he just decided to walk us back and well, he had to walk it all the way home.
0: Also, he's got a gun. Yeah, shot. <laughs> like nice, side shot. I mean, then again, is this in the South?
1: This is in, actually, this is in London.
0: Oh, it's so not even in the US. Movies,
1: both these movies happen in London.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah. so, so it's
1: right. nowhere near here. Uh, It's in the UK. Um, That explains a little bit more. Yeah, not really. Kind of, sort (laughs) of. Not really. So, the longer the story goes, Jude gets weirder and weirder, and and then this other things, strange Uh, things happening.
0: Yeah, Jude. Yeah, Beatles. Never mind. Okay, (laughs) I'm on on same page now. We got it.
1: (laughs) Um. So basically, one of Brahms' rules is no guests. So they decide they're going to invite some family over just to see if that helps Jude. And um, I think it was, um, I guess it's the husband's family, like his brother, sister-in-law, or sister and brother-in-law. Yeah. So they bring their two kids, and um, they show it in the trailer where kid falls on a broken piece of wood. So they were playing polo. So
0: Gotcha. As, uh, as you do when you're British. Actually, if I hadn't even asked you if this was in the South and you said polo, I'm like, oh. Obviously not here.
1: Right. So, there's a, it's just, I don't know, like, I kind of like this better than the first one. Yeah. But, because they had a little more going on. Because the mom from the home invasion, she has dreams where she's being choked. Uh, right. And, um, like, she even had a dream in a dream. I was just like,
0: wow. A dream right. within a dream. Right. <laughs>
1: the first part, you know, she's freaking out. Uh, her husband wakes her up. And he's like, you're good. You're fine. And then, her son's cowering over by the chair, scared. that she comes out looking, having that same porcelain mask that Brahms from the first movie oh, had. Oh wow! Which, of course, I didn't know until later. Yeah. yeah. Then she wakes up, and she's like, "Okay, what's going on?" Yeah. Yeah, but um, it's I don't know. It's just even though I liked it more, it's just it's just weird. Just yeah. Crazy. Just.
0: Well, yeah, don't creepy home doll any, don't movie, take bro. many
1: creepy dolls? No. <laughs> Never do that. Question. Yeah.
0: Um, when they found Brahms and he was buried, mm-hmm. was he buried upside down or right side up?
1: Oh, he's face up because
0: it was his. See, hand was okay, up.
1: he brushed away in a little dirt. Brahms' eyes. These up. people from
0: Wanda would listen to Patrice and Marleya. They would not know because as they have found out through their research, if you leave a doll facing upward, the spirit can can stay alive, but if it's face down, it can't breathe or it can't escape. Uh. at least I how they explained it exponentially better than i could um okay. but that's kind of the gist of it which is why i was like huh i wonder if uh i wonder if uh the i wonder if he was buried down or up next point so much more now
1: Face up.
0: <laughs> all right well thank you because they weren't going to go see it because i was going to see if they were going to go see it mm-hmm. and then see if they wanted to talk about it or have a therapy session because right. I would have gone, if they were going to go, I would have gone to go see it. Yeah. But when uh, I asked them, and they go, nope, uh, <laughs> nope, not at all. Or hell no, I think it was one of them. Yeah. i uh, like, okay, cool, because I'm not seeing it either. That's all on Patrick. Yeah. So, um, they... All on,
1: on my daughter, because she wants to see it. Oh, Lord.
0: <laughs> she need therapy?
1: <laughs> She's like, I'm liking scary movies now, Dad. I'm like, okay.
0: Even Those bad ones, ones, apparently. All right. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat. well, I couldn't get either one of my kids to go to, well, I mean... Let me rephrase this. My son has, I want to say, negative zero interest in seeing Onward, Mm. which I would think is right up his alley because he loves Harry Potter and stuff like that. You know, his interests are kind of fantasy related. The books he reads are kind of that way. So I was like, okay, this would be right up his alley. He'd want to go see this.
1: Right.
0: No. No interest. Zero. Like, I tried talking to him twice because I was going to try to take both of them to go see, excuse me, go see it yesterday. Mm-hmm time no wow. so instead i will be taking my daughter to see it tuesday and so next week i'll have that to talk about because she wants to go see it yeah she even asked when we were going to go see it i'm like well i didn't want to say well your brother's being a debbie downer so we have to wait yeah but he just he just doesn't want to go see it. i'm like all right man i think if you went you would like it nope like he didn't even want me to try and fool him into going Wow. he just he's just like no I'm like, all right, man, and that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. I can think. I remember the times when my dad and my stepmom would make me go to movies that my brother and I had zero interest in. Right. We went and saw the movie Always with John Goodman, uh, Richard Dreyfuss. Was it Ali Sheedy? That sounds right. Where one of them, where I think Richard Dreyfus dies and It's like a ghost. It's during that time where you know people died and came back as ghosts to. Stuff like that. It was during that time period, early '90s, yeah. type of thing. And I was like, when you're like 10 and 11, the last thing you want to do is, or even 12, is yeah. go see a movie about that. We, remember, I remember going to see Mel Gibson's The Man Without a Face, which is so boring when you're young. Right. When you're like 10 or 11, and that was my age. Not even my brother's age. I mean, my brother's like eight or nine. Yeah. My brother was basically your age, trying to take him to go see a PG-13 drama <laughs> that does not appeal to kids. Yeah. So I remember those days of being kind of more or less dragged to those movies. Right. So I dare, I'm, if he doesn't want to go see it, I will not make him go see it. I will gladly either take Grayson or go see it by myself. Right. But I will not force him to go see anything he doesn't want to go see. Just like I didn't force him to go see Aladdin, he just kind of changed his mind at the last minute and ended up enjoying it. That's why I think if Had Grayson and I gone, he probably would have changed his mind. Right. Or at least hoped. Otherwise, it would have backfired on me. Yeah. But
1: uh, I mentioned it to my daughter, but she's like, I don't know. So we went to see the boy too. She's like, yeah. oh, I wonder if Arm a good movie. Like, I don't know. I haven't heard much about it. So she's coming. I got her this coming up weekend. Okay. So it's either going to be that. And I mentioned that Vin Diesel bloodshot movie. Oh, yeah. I said, well, that's surprisingly PG-13. Yeah. So,
0: it's sci-fi. She, she, you know.
1: she might want to see that, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I think... Uh, and that's... I, I saw the preview, and <laughs> I didn't even told my wife, I go, why couldn't that movie come out a week earlier? Right. I would totally go see this tonight. Yeah. I was like, I'll totally go see this tonight. I was like, this is kind of one of those action movies that I could, you know, even with like a 10 or 10.30 showing... I could stay awake for because it it's an action All movie and, you know, on. it's yeah. a lot of stuff going on and it's, it, it is, I mean, it doesn't pretend to be any more than what it is. Mm-mm. So it's, Apparently it's based on a comic book. It is. So I was looking at it. It's based, up. it's an independent comic book yeah. too. It's not even, it's not DC or Vertigo. Or I mean, DC or uh, Marvel. It's a uh, Valiant. I think Valiant's the label for that one. Okay. I never read any of it. I've I just, remem- I've always seen it, I've seen it in the library to check out and yeah. I've seen it at the comic book store to buy. But I have not, I have z- zero that knowledge seems, of it. Seems interesting. It'll right. be fine. Yeah, yeah.
1: Bring them back, got nanotechnology. To yeah,
0: get it'll be, to it'll there be a, a fun action, sci-fi. See him mumble through. Yeah, yeah. Them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, family, family, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like, wrong movie then? Probably it's got the
1: got a other movie. brother in there, like, ooh, family.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know That's why I come back, because, you know, family, you know. and uh, Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, let's see. So bloodshot comes out Friday the 13th, uh, for my wife and I, we call it, refer to it as our 13th anniversary. Cause that's, uh, we met two different, the first two times we met were each Friday the 13th each month. So it was anyways, so it's not, it really doesn't mean anything other than just anytime there's a Friday the 13th, just right. say happy 13th anniversary and just, that's about it. We don't do anything special. Um, I believe My Spy is coming out. So that's the Dave Bautista. Speaking of that's speaking the Guardians of the next, Galaxy people. Maybe next week. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then um, I still believe, which I forgot which that one was about. And then... Uh, the My Spy? No, no, no. I still believe. Yeah, the My Spy one's a kid's movie. I think that's one I think York would want to go see. Yeah, I
1: think I still believe it was guy a guy make, play, sings music his girl getting sick and I don't know I watched the trailer once hold now.
0: on hold on two seconds you know beauty of technology here um and then uh, I
1: think the overall message is still believing in love no matter
0: what yeah that sounds like a thing yeah oh this is the Jesus movie at least that's what I call <laughs> faith based movies I just call them Jesus movies yeah um it's about Jeremy Camp, the true life story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey to love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. It stars uh, KJ Appa from from uh, Riverdale, plays Archie. And then uh, Britt Robertson. Great, Gary Sinise is in it. Shania Twain. Yeah. I wonder. So there you go. I am not going to go see this. Zero interest. I don't even care if it's going to try and be a Nicholas Sparksy kind of movie. No. I'm good. Pass. Well, all right. But if anybody else wants to go see it, please let us know what you think. Um, We always want to hear that. And give us your review. Put it on our Facebook group page because that's uh, what that's for. Share us. It's for you all to share your experiences going to the movies Um, and also, you know, by yourself or with family. We'd love to see that. Always share, you know. Please feel free to share pictures of uh, if you go into movies or taking your family to the movies. We would love to see that. And um, I had forgotten yesterday. I put the Sunday suggestion post up there for uh, for everybody to kind of get more interactive and share their movies that they think um, people should see and for right. us to watch. And I completely forgot to put mine because I ended up being busy yesterday. So I will be doing that here shortly and have it up. And this week I'm doing Netflix Netflix recommendations because I did. Last week I did Hulu recommendations the week before I did Amazon Prime. Hitting all the streaming ones. I guess next week I'll probably do Disney Plus. Why not? Just hit all the ones I have at least. Right. And then, um, yeah. So I'll have those up. I've got made a decent list of. Uh, movies for adults and movies for kids that are available on Netflix that I would recommend um, maybe even one that I wouldn't <laughs> but um, you know it's a find out for yourself type of thing so that's what we got next week um, in two weeks we're going to have a guest, I'm very excited um, a fellow Nashville podcaster, oh that also reminds we have a podcaster meetup Wednesday so I'm excited for that our monthly uh, meetup. And, um, but we're going to have somebody from the meetup that's going to join us. So um, we're both very excited. Um, she wants to talk some rom-coms that she remembers um, her and her mom watching a lot. Right. So I'll bring up a couple that I really enjoy uh, that we didn't discuss with Warhouse. Plus, um, that will be the Sunday night after a Quiet Place 2 comes out. So I'm sure you and I will both have will have seen that. Well, so we'll talk about that as well. So, I
1: do have one more movie. Oh, what's that? The Way Back. Ben Affleck.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we got we got <laughs> we got time. So, here we go. Uh, so I watched this. Last it night.
1: <laughs> so, I did watch this last night. Um it's uh, 108 minutes. So, that's the longest movie I watched this weekend. Uh the director is Gavin O'Connor. Budget 21 to 25 million. So far it's only made back about 9.1 million. So,
0: huh. Uh, I hear it's good, and I hear it in the marketing on it. I mean, I've, yeah. it's been in all of the social media, so.
1: Yeah, I didn't know what. I, I was actually expecting to not like it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, you got Ben Affleck, uh, Al Madrigal, uh, Michaela oh, yeah. Watkins. Okay, two uh, comedians. Janina Gavin Carr. I hope I said that right. Car. Uh So basically, Ben Affleck plays Jack Cunningham, who back in his younger days was a star basketball player at his Catholic high school and um, now years later he is a construction worker he's an alcoholic I would say he's definitely depressed yeah Um, but uh, he randomly gets a call from the father of his old high school to coach his basketball team and um, you know school hasn't had a decent team since back when he played so to start the movie off they definitely (coughs) let you know he's an alcoholic He's at work, on the job drinking, Yep. driving home from work, drinking, stops off at the bar, drinking, sh- takes a shower, has a beer in the shower, drinking.
0: <laughs> Are we sure that it's just not Ben Affleck and they just gave him a camera and accidentally hit record?
1: I mean, it says he did have a history of having trouble with alcohol. So. Yeah,
0: he, well, and That's to his credit, him. he's now sober, so yeah. thank goodness for that, and I'm very happy for him. So. Yeah.
1: But he's very functional.
0: Bradley, and he, thinks, <laughs> and he thinks Bradley Cooper for that helped him get him sober that's
1: good but um the first when I was going at this movie I was thinking Warner Brothers were like well you don't want to be our Batman anymore so here's something you got to do to fulfill your contract with us but I mean as far as it's it's a predictable movie you know what's going to happen you know how it's going to go he's struggling with alcohol he's trying to get this his um alma mater back on track so they can be a success and then he has other issues that he's dealing with that they cover in the movie I don't want to spoil it but um you know, it's one of those movies where he's coming in, fighting his battle, yep. helping these kids. Fight their battle. Fight their battle, and, you know, is he still going to have a struggle with what he's dealing with? Yeah. How's that going to affect things? And then the end is, you can probably predict how it goes. Yeah. But the performances were great. Yeah. You know, I mean, Ben Affleck, it's basically Ben Affleck's movie. He's hes the main right actor carrying this movie. Not to say everybody else doesn't do well. Even the kids... On the basketball team, they do a pretty decent job yeah. in their role. But uh, it's a Ben athletic show. Gotcha. So he's definitely, definitely put to a great performance. Good. So that's definitely worth seeing.
0: I like him. I don't, like, that triple frontier was so rough to get through. Yeah. I wanted so much more from that. Right. But I don't think that's that's not of his fault. I think he's a phenomenal director. I think – I think Argo is it's hilarious, but yet dramatic. He gets the best out of those performances. The town's amazing. Yeah, like he's got some great. Gone Girl, gone. Yeah, yeah, Gone Girl. I like that. Oh yeah, Gone Girl. Not. I'm thinking Gone Baby Gone, (laughs) which is also directed by Ben. Anyways, um, I think he's an amazing director. I think he's a great actor. I think he's had a rough couple of years, which every, which a lot, not every, a lot of actors have other things going on and other stress, you know, high, high stress situations that cause them to have some sort of substance abuse. Yeah. Which, you know, if they can, as long as, you know, if they can recover from it, awesome. Bounce back. Great. Right. You know, cause for me, I just want the best for it. Like, I've always said, you know, I always want a Lindsay Lohan to kind of bounce back, because I don't no. think she's a bad actress. No, it's I just think she, I, she was. I think she got stuck. She got stuck in that um, childhood actress thing where they, after they, their stars start kind of fading a little bit, they get stuck in drugs and alcohol, and then right. they can't kick it. And she's bounced back a little bit. I'd like. I'd really would like to see her kind of come back and try and get some. Supporting roles and then kind of work her way back in. Yeah. yeah, same thing for Amanda Bynes. I don't think she's bad. Like I just think there are just a couple of cases where kids just got caught up in the wrong mix. Everybody likes to make fun of them because, right? What? Because more they're jealous than anything. I think. But then they don't, you know. But it, I would love to see people get help and then bounce back and then have successes. Right. So, look at Brad Pitt, Drew Brainer more... More than anybody has been yeah. the bigger, biggest success story from that. Okay. And Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I mean, both of them. If they can do it, I mean. <clears throat> so, yeah, I have nothing wrong with Ben Affleck. I actually liked him as Batman. Um, I don't think it's his fault that the movie was terrible. No,
1: I think it's directing,
0: the yeah.
1: studio involvement. Yeah. I think it was good as Batman. I yeah.
0: thought it was, too. I thought he was great Bruce Wayne. He tried
1: to do too much with uh, Batman v. Superman. Should have been two separate movies. That was a Batman movie within a Superman structure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so I don't think any of that's his fault. And yeah, so I'm glad to see him get back. Again, I was going to try and go see this, but 1050, nope. Yeah. Not tonight. So, but yeah, I, yeah, so I'm glad he, he's coming back. And again, the... The ten minutes he's in *Jay and Silent Bob Reboot*, mm-hmm. that scene alone, with just him talking to to Muse, was yeah. some of the best acting I've seen him do. And you can just kind of tell that's it's acting, but it's almost at him ad-libbing and just you know just being just trying to get some things out, and it's awesome. Yeah. I absolutely love that performance in that one. He was also the bomb in *Phantom Joe*, so. <laughs> Um, all right, real quick. Um, so uh, trailers, Greyhound, Tom Hanks's new one with the submarine, mm. the war movie with submarine that he apparently I guess wrote. Yeah. Um, looks interesting. I, I don't know. I want to see another different preview. Decide whether or not I want to go see it. Yeah. It may be another midway movie that you may have to go see. <laughs> I mean, it looked, it it looked, looked okay. Yeah. I might.
1: I might take a shot.
0: Proxima, which I know I had. There we go. With uh, Eva Green, an astronaut prepares for a one-year mission aboard the International Space Station, and uh, Matt Dillon's also in that. It looks like it's going to be like a streaming movie, but it's not. It doesn't say that it is, so maybe it's not. It just kind of the poster makes it. Gives it the the impression that it is. Um, Then Connected, which is an animated movie that doesn't, I don't think, really needed to be made. Um, Basically, it's about Katie Mitchell is accepted into the film school of her dreams. Her whole family drives Katie to school together when their plans are interrupted by a tech uprising. The Mitchells will have to work together to save the world. So, again, it's animated, Olivia Coleman, Abby Jackson, or sorry, Abby Jacobson, Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Eric Andre, all voice acting in this movie. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I need to see a, a better preview. Yeah. Uh, Artemis Fowl is finally deciding to come out. Um, it's supposed to be released last summer and got pushed back. Um, it's based on the book of a young criminal prodigy uh, that then hunts down a secret society of fairies to find his missing father. It has uh, Miranda Rayson, Colin Farrell, Josh Gad, uh, Judy Dench, and then uh, some other people. <coughs> It's trying to be another Harry Potter, so like yeah. that'll be one York I want to go see. You. I gotta right tell. And then um, they finally re- released the preview for the high note, so I'll drop that out too. That I talked about the one with um uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, so and Dakota Johnson about the singing. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that one dropped um finally. However, Run Sweetheart Run still cannot find a trailer for it. Really, really, dude. Like I don't. I don't know if that was like one that they weren't supposed to show; they got put in, because they haven't released really it anywhere else. Wow, I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, I.
1: Everyone was like, "Oh, we didn't mean to." Leave the we didn't stay. mean to put that in there with that
0: one <laughs> that was supposed to go out in a week or two. Yeah, oops, but yeah, uh, I guess that's it. Got anything else, man?
1: Um, well, as far as movies. I think Bloodshot is this week. And The Hunt is also this week, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm going to try to figure out. Bloodshot might be uh, Saturday, take my daughter, and then The Hunt. Maybe if it's late enough after work. Okay.
0: Cool. Sounds good. Oh, and as of this recording, a new Black Widow trailer has dropped. Oh, wow. So... I don't know
1: if I want to see it. I think I want to – hopefully I don't show too much.
0: All right. Well, then I'll watch it after you leave. (laughs) I'm probably going to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, probably. All right. Well, for uh, myself, Jeff Hall, and – Patrick Terry. We will talk to you all next week. Bye.